0: I'm Simon King and this is What's Wrong, Defund the Police. That's a big thing to say and I think a lot of people don't really understand what that's about. Now, if you're not sure what I'm referring to, um, if you've been hiding under a rock this last little while or unaware of what's going on or perhaps perhaps you've sequestered yourself up in a mountain somewhere and you're in a bunker and you're eating ravioli out of a can, and getting all your news from uh, star charts or whatever the fuck you're doing because of the way the world is. Well, I'll tell you what's happening. I mean, obviously the Black Lives Matter movement has exploded with power over the last little while uh, after the uh, blatant murder of George Floyd and many other, countless, unfortunately, other incidences of, uh, of police violence. It's not that uh, every cop is a bad person. That's obviously not true. In fact, it's probably not the majority of cops. It's probably a a minority of cops uh, in the United States and and even in Canada and and pretty much everywhere. There's a police force because police forces, by their nature, are um, are designed to basically their 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 function is to come into conflict with individuals and and people. That's just what they're for. Not that they're in the bad all the time. Obviously, that's not true at all. But the the idea is to in some way. Um, in in, like you know uh you very rarely uh just encounter a police officer who stops you just to say hi or whatever there's always something going on there's a reason the police are called they're to maintain a certain set of rules that we all live by in society laws and they're there to enforce those laws and that I think is you know a, a very difficult part of the job and before we get into this podcast too I don't want to in any way Say that i 'm completely anti police that's not true at all. I mean I'm a very liberal left wing dude but that doesn't go hand in hand with saying that all police are evil that's not true at all. I think the police officers, by the nature of their job is very very difficult. Uh, I think that what they encounter on a day to day basis um, definitely affects you mentally and uh, I know from personal experience with police officers that I know that uh, you know what they deal with is is very much more than anyone who doesn't isn't a first responder, I don't think I really understand fully what they go through. Um, and that's why defund the police is actually a good idea. Because to, so there's a couple of things you have to kind of look at, like in the States, for instance, there's a, there's this massive militarization of the police, and it turns into this huge, kind of like, the police are almost like another armed forces, they, 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 you know, there are, There's a book called Rise of the Warrior Cop. I've talked about this before on my podcast and it's by an author named Radley Balco and it's absolutely 100% recommend this book. It explains the rise of the militarized police soldier, which is what a lot of the police officers in the States have turned into is police soldiers. Um, You know, officers who are armed extremely, well with military-grade weapons often um, that have access to things like tanks, uh, APCs, uh, you know, grenade launchers, all the other stuff that you would see in a war zone, Um, these officers who are charged with maintaining the peace. And that's the other thing. It's maintaining the peace. It's not war on the citizens. It's maintaining the peace. And so, you know, that's, I think, a very fundamental misunderstanding of what police officers are actually supposed to do uh when it comes down to like them being armed the way they are in the states and one of the reasons that they are armed the way they are and one of the reasons they have access to the military equipment they do is because it's a moneymaker it's a it's a you know if you're a uh, if you're a weapons maker and you can sell guns to or sell uh military grade equipment to the army air force the navy the marines etc special forces everything else um you know, that's it. That's 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 your market. You need someone else to sell it to. So let's sell them to uh, police officers, because you know that gives you a whole new group of people you can sell weapons to. You can you can arm uh, who continue to come back to you for new technology and weapons and guns and you know and, and everything they need. I mean, it the, the that book really outlines it better than I could ever do. Um, he's you know that he's obviously. Um, the author's done an, an insane amount of research and put together a, a non, not really biased, just a explanation of how it happened, how the American uh, police forces particularly became so militarized. And we have two to a degree, but I think Canada is a lot different than the States. I think you can – and I've heard um, podcasts and listened to police officers and uh, one podcast I was listening to – actually, it's a great podcast. It's called The Boogie Monster with uh, – Kyle Canane and Dave Stone and I listened to that podcast and Dave Stone uh one of the co-hosts uh, used to be a police officer and the way he talks about it's a really interesting insight into into how police officers are trained and what they deal with and I, I recommend that because that humanizes that situation too but also he explains you know as often you know police officers when even when you talk to them casually and stuff you know will explain that it's not it's like any other job there's good people and there's assholes and but as a uh, as a uh, what do I want to say not industry because that 's not accurate as an institution, um, police forces are designed to the purpose being to maintain the peace to by by policing the citizens and you know et cetera, et cetera. Um, enforcing the laws that 's their job they 're law enforcement right so the laws that run the books should be the laws they enforce. Uh, Theoretically, even though the laws aren't perfect, that should kind of be, you know, okay. well, that's your guideline. And then there's discretion inside of that. And police officers should be given the opportunity to 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 exercise that discretion. Hey, maybe I don't need to give this person, you know, uh, a night in jail for a marijuana cigarette. Maybe we don't need to do that. Or maybe, you know, maybe uh, 10 kilometers over the speed limit is, is not, you know, worth getting your car taken away for or whatever the hell, you know, what I'm saying. Um, I think we can all agree that that level of discretion is necessary, particularly for the the on-the-ground, in-your-face police officer so she can make the decision she needs to at the time to have the best resolution for everybody. Because I don't believe that the majority of police officers want – I don't think the majority of police officers want to put people in jail. I don't think they want to affect people's lives in a negative way. I think they want to make the best of the situation. I do believe that the most people who get into policing, at least in my experience, seem to start out, well, maybe not most, but a lot of people seem to start out with the genuine intention of wanting to help people and make a positive change. Uh, you know I think you got some people who watch die Hard and think they 're going to be climbing in a tube. Come to the coast, have a good time I think they're, they're they think they 're going to be that guy uh, and I think you get a, a unfortunately a, a enough people who are looking for respect behind a tin badge that it becomes an issue now, I cannot speak to the culture of uh, of the politics and everything in police forces i don 't know i 've never been in those situations i 'm not aware of how it works. I can only anecdotal evidence and that's not sufficient but i can tell you this from an outside observation it appears to me that defund the police is a good idea because defund the police is not take away the resources police need for law enforcement defund the police is take away some of the resources they have for unnecessary shit that they don't need and spend that money on other other people other other professions that could augment so if a police officer shows up for a welfare check, um, they may end up having to talk someone enough a ledge or they may end up having a violent confrontation. They may, They don't know what they're walking into. Now, they have to be prepared for the violent confrontation part first, I think. I think that seems to be because you have to be prepared that that might be what's happening you have to make sure everyone's safe. Once everyone's safe, then you got to deal with a whole bunch of other shit. You never know why that person's in that situation. You have to be a counselor. You have to be uh, a soldier. You have to be all these different things. Um, and I think that's asking a lot of any individual. And I think what defund the police at its core to me seems to be best served as is take some of the money you spend on policing and spend it on things like social services and um, spend it on things that will, will reduce the amounts of interactions the police officers have to have. Because the majority of interactions police officers have with individuals are, seem to me to be fine. They seem to be, I mean, obviously people get arrested and stuff, but they don't seem to be um, incidences of, of, of egregious violence. I, I mean, this is, of course, coming from a, you know, a white guy in Canada who doesn't interact with the police a lot. Um, because I, I, you know, the last time I got stopped for speeding was I think nine years ago or something. So I don't interact with them a lot. But from what I gather, just simply based on the fact that there are so many interactions with the police every day uh, all over the world, uh, particularly, you know, North America is the example. We'll have to narrow that down. But I think that, you know, probably if you averaged it out, I, I would say it's it's probably maybe 10% of things, maybe 15% go south. And the problem is, is... Well, why do those 10 or 15 percent of things go south? And then what's the response when they do go south? So why are they going south? Well, is one of the issues that um, some of the police officers are not equipped mentally uh, to deal with the situation. They're not capable of de-escalating properly. They make choices that are perhaps driven more by fear or by other prejudices. Um, than then logic and pragmatism. I mean, definitely that's got to be an issue because police officers are human beings and human beings are driven by emotion and human beings make mistakes. And I listened to something once someone said, you know, the problem with being a cop is you have to make a decision in three seconds that people can spend the next 30 years looking at and saying why you did the wrong thing. I understand that. And I think that's also part of the issue of like, when you're asking someone to do 10 things at once, maybe you're, you're running their resources too thin. This is not to say there aren't bad police. I'll talk about that in a minute. But what I'm saying is right now, I think if you look at the situation, police officers are majoritively overworked. Um, you know, you can, The stories are a mile long about how it affects their personal lives, how there's often substance abuse and drinking and violence and everything because they are put in positions every day where they just see the worst in society and worst in people and that will take its toll. And then they're also expected to clean up all the messes and that's difficult too. That's the good cops that's the cops that we can agree. I mean, that's all cops. But the, the good cops are the ones that don't turn that outwards on people. The good cops are the ones that are able to say, okay, I chose this job. This is the job I do. I didn't do this job to get infinite respect and people just like to lick my boots. I did this job to help people. I have to accept the fact that maybe the people I'm helping may not even realize I'm helping them or maybe I'm, uh, you know, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm often here to put people in jail or to, to arrest people, whatever it is. And so, you know, people don't like that. And so, you have to accept that there are elements out there that need law enforcement. There is no question law enforcement is required. It just is. Uh, all you have to do is spend a little while out with the general public and just, you know, you need to be able to call someone or somebody. I think the interactions that people have with police, like the idea that in the States, uh, someone said that, you know, white people treat 911 like customer service. And I think that's true. I think they do. I think that's fucking gross. I think, you know, I've only called 911 a couple times in my life. And, um, you know, like I witnessed a, a very serious accident. I wasn't calling a cop, I was calling for help. Um, you know, I, I, I've a couple times I've been present shortly after uh, a gang execution or a violent, you know, murder. And so a, a couple times I've called cops based on that stuff because I'm like, well, it's my duty to kind of report what I know. And, you know, uh, so that kind of stuff, yeah. But mostly I don't think about calling the cops. Mostly I think that, you know, Unless there's imminent threat or imminent danger that I cannot deal with that is way above my pay grade uh, like I'm not gonna call the cops if some guy shoves me in a nightclub that's just fucking ridiculous all right am I gonna call the cops if a guy brandishes a weapon yes of course I am because I don't care how Jackie Chan you think you are you need because even if you're able to subdue that dude what do you do with him right are you just shove him in the coat room get your get your coat ticket I'll come back and pick up my thug later no um Police officers need to exist in in terms of law enforcement. If we're going to have laws, we need ways to enforce those laws. We're going to have a society, especially with this many people, this close to each other all the time. We need to have a group of people who we're able to call on to help maintain the peace and control things and keep people safe. That's not in question, I think, except for the most extreme of the defund the police people. The idea of no police force at all is ridiculous. I wouldn't like to try myself out there in Mad Max, and I don't think any of us would either. So that's not not, not what defund the police is what the argument is is that in particularly in america a lot of police forces are so highly funded so overfunded that the money is then frivolously spent on things like you know machine gun tear gas launchers or whatever the fuck they have you know giant sonic weapons that they use to disperse crowds and then that's the other problem too is that the police turn into this group of you know, uh, of armed thugs, of soldiers that can be called upon by power to control the individuals. And I think that is generally considered to be a very bad place to be. I mean, you don't have to look very far. Look at what's happening in Belarus right now. You don't have to look very far to see that police forces are often used um, to manipulate people and maintain power and quell, um, uh, you know, what's happening in the United States right now where, you know, now it's uh, unmarked homeland security troops, which is really weird, uh, are pulling people off the streets. It's a total violation of their, their civil rights. But anyway, um, the police are used to, you know, suppress, they, right riot police, but they're often used to suppress demonstrations, even peaceful ones. And I think we can see that that is not necessarily always a good use of the police force. I don't think that's a very positive place um, to be able to pull that. I think if you're in a position where you're going to Call on armed people to suppress civilian demonstration. I think it has to have got to a point where it's so very clearly a risk to public safety and not just, you know, not appetizing and not just, uh, you know, uncomfortable for the people who are being protested against. I think you have to get to a point where it is actually genuinely very, very scary uh, and a risk, you know, in a, people who are not involved in it are now at risk um, You know, obviously things like excessive looting and like looting and stuff like that. I mean, I don't give a shit about the property crime. Like, look, I mean, you know, like Staples can afford to lose a printer here or there. You know, maybe it's it's one of those things where I look at it and I go, well, you know, if you want to burn down an Amazon warehouse, I mean, you know, it's not ideal, but Amazon also doesn't pay taxes the way they should. So maybe if they had spent some more money on taxes and that money had gone to social programs, the people wouldn't be so angry and they wouldn't be burning down fucking buildings. So, but then again, you could say, well, if they burn down that building, you know, the 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 single dad or the mother of three or whatever, or the, the person who's working there full time, they lose their job, and now they're out in the street too. So, you know, everything has its, you, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna make a revolution without breaking some eggs. That's just the way it works. Um, and I do believe that you know, uh, there's so much emotion involved, particularly in situations where people are demonstrating, that sorry i wandered off that um that you know it's not always easy to regulate that and i do think that sometimes police officers uh you know need to be deployed but these situations i think i think i think cops are sent out to suppress uh peaceful demonstration far too much uh i think violent demonstration different issue if you're dealing with riots yeah riots need to be stopped they do need to be stopped because there's a certain amount i mean uh, being in vancouver i've i've seen a few of them and um there definitely, there are people, you know, who come up to start shit, whether they be agent provocateurs or not, I don't know. Which is also something else to talk about. You know, the fact that it's a well-known practice that police officers will put, uh, police forces will put officers undercover in groups of protesters. Often they are just there to observe and uh, to try and keep an eye on things from the inside. But sometimes uh, they start shit and so that armed response, or so that violent response is justified. Um, and I mean, this is not anything I'm telling anyone that's new. Um, so in that sense, do the police need to be in a position where they I mean, I think it should be a difficult financial decision to uh, pull the trigger on sending large groups of officers. out. I think it should be something they have to decide, OK, well, if we do this, you know, we don't have the money to keep doing this. So if we're going to do this, we have to do this has to really merit it you know what i mean like it's like i can go out to eat but i, I can't go out to eat a lot so when i'm going out to eat i gotta you know it's got to be an occasion that, that's worthy of it but i can do it but it's just you know like i have the resources like i think they should treat it like that like we have the resources to 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 deploy every everyone and give everyone a bean gun or whatever the fuck they need to really deal with this but it has to be a situation where we need to deal with this Nonviolent resolution for conflict should always be the primary motive and and i think I think that somehow that gets lost. I think there's there's such an incredible culture of fear in the United States. And hey, with the amount of firearms out there too, I, I, I can't imagine being a cop pulling someone over and not knowing if today's the day you get shot. But I think that's part of the culture of fear. And fear is often, you know, humans often deal with fear with aggression, and they militarize themselves. And I think the police often go into, particularly in the States, go into these scenarios with the idea that if I don't shoot first, I die, and uh, from what I've gathered, there's a lot of training that kind of pushes them that way. So I think that you could argue um, that there is a, a, a culture in the system of the very basis of a lot of police forces that encourages this aggressive behavior. Now, um, defunding the police, and I'm not talking about individual instances of police violence like George Floyd or like Breonna Taylor or any of those instances. we talk about that Uh, on a different podcast i'm just talking about the very concept of what it would mean to remove some of the funding from police forces so the funding to from police forces wouldn't be from what i gathered the general idea is not to remove the police force's ability to police things it's to remove the police force's ability or need to do everything right so if you have a hundred dollars to spend on on keeping the peace in your society and you spend $99 of it on law enforcement and one dollar on it on counseling or social services or whatever um, that's not money well spent because the $99 the, the law enforcement is going to do the same job but now because you don't you don't have enough counselors or you don't have enough social programs now the law enforcement people have to not just be law enforcement they have to be everything else police should be law enforcement that's what they should be first responders and law enforcement. Um, and they should be able to call on someone. Oh well, we got to go to a welfare check. I need to bring someone with me. I need to have someone at you know at my. Uh, I need to be able to take someone who needs help somewhere to a, a properly funded mental health facility, or I probably you know what I mean. So instead of. Being a police officer who just simply is like, well, I can't, you know, I got nowhere to take this person. I've been talking to this guy for an hour. He's got a knife at his throat uh, when I came in, and now he doesn't have a knife at his throat, and he seems to be calmed down, but I'm going to leave. I got nowhere for him to go, and I'm going to have to come back here in two days because he's going to be in the same situation. That's a waste of money, too. So take some of that money you have and put it into things like social programs. Maybe people wouldn't get to the point where they're like that if there were adequate treatments for drugs and alcohol or uh, a proper amount of funding for social programs to help people get out of streets or avoid gang uh, affiliation. You know, I mean, one of the reasons people join gangs is because they need belonging and they need they need support. They don't have financial ability or belonging. They don't have they don't have a culture of family that they exist in. Uh, Maybe if we looked into things like that, we could decrease gang membership. We could decrease gang violence. Maybe if we looked into things like proper drug and alcohol, alcohol counseling to allow people to not be thrown in jail for being caught with some drugs, not be put back into a system where they're just going to offend again to get help, to maybe figure out why they're there and get them out. Maybe instead of sending cops to break down the door of someone who might be suicidal and then, you know kind of have to go away and leave them there and then have to come back in two days. Maybe they're able to come in and bring in a counselor who can talk to the person and then, okay, we, we need to get this person to this facility and help them. And then when they get them to that facility, that facility is adequately funded. That's defund the police. Defund the police is not defund law enforcement and social connection and first responders. Defund the police is defund the militarization of police, defund this kind of constant spending spree of APCs and AK-47s that the cops don't fucking, I know they don't have AK-47s, but you know what I'm saying, that they don't need in the States. And it's an arms race with their own people. It's this constant escalation, you know? People on the streets have AF, AR-15s, now we need these. People on the streets have this, now we need this. Well, that's a big societal issue particularly in the united states that needs to be addressed and it is that the entire country operates on an economy of fear you are made afraid constantly all the time about everything your news makes you afraid oh what's you know what what's in your food what are the terrorists coming your you know your politicians make you afraid oh you're going to not have any money and these people are going to take your job and you know the uh, the gun levies and stuff make you afraid what if someone breaks into your house and it's it's a constant culture of fear um and it's a culture of racism and it's a culture of hate and it's a culture it's a society that's built on very rotten wobbly legs and so the police are they are tasked with the job of uh of enforcing laws of a group of people who are just barely hanging on to sanity in a lot of ways um so like i said i'm not i'm not anti-police i'm not i'm not anti i'm anti-bad cop of course bad cops are shit I mean, bad cops I'm anti-bad, I'm anti-bad politician, I'm anti, but the problem is anti-bad cops will fucking kill people. So I'm obviously anti-bad cop. We can all agree that, you know, the the, 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 the cops that shot Breonna Taylor um, should be, you know, at very least be investigated and be, you know, put in jail for a while or something. Something should happen. Something, anything should happen. Um, the, the cop that killed George Floyd should be punished and charged with murder because he murdered a guy. Um, I think that if you say that, if you go, look, there's a lot of cops and there's the police forces are big and no one's saying you have to know what every cop's gonna do every second of the day all the time you can't possibly know that it's my argument with the catholic church the catholic church is you know huge there's no way you can possibly know what every priest every bishop everyone's up to all the time you just fucking can't know you can't know what's in people's heads no one's saying you have to know but when something comes up where they have done something wrong where they do need to be dealt with if you then choose not to uh, you know, uh, enforce any sort of punishment or any sort of discipline on that person, if you then choose not to, um, to treat them as you would any other citizen who commits a crime, uh, then that's on you. So no one's saying that the police have to know every minute of every day what each of their their uh, officers is up to. You can't know that. You can't know. But there has to be a culture of, of it being okay – to say, hey, I saw the way you dealt with that cop and that, uh, that, that person, and that's not okay. Or you used excessive force on this person, and that's not okay. Officers need to have the freedom to be able to uh, report other officers, to be able to not tattletale, but just be like, look, this is a serious issue. I saw this. This is violence. This officer is a, a serial offender. I mean, some of the officers, like, I, I believe it was the officer um, that was responsible for George Floyd's death, had numerous instances of uh, of brutality and police violence on his record, and he was known to be this type of person, and he was still out there interacting with the public, and and, and he was actually had a pre pre existing relationship with George Floyd. Was George Floyd a saint? I don't know. Probably not. Nobody is really. Was George Floyd completely innocent? Probably not. I don't know. Nobody is really. Did George Floyd deserve to die in that way? Nope. Could it have been handled differently? Absolutely. Was the officer who did it completely aware of what he's doing? Absolutely. He's sitting on the guy's neck. You just have to look at it. And that's not the only example. There are hundreds, if not thousands, examples of this kind of behavior, uh, even in the last few years. It needs to be dealt with. Uh, And the only thing that the police forces are going to, you know, understand, I think, is if it hits them in the pocketbook. You don't police your own? Then uh, no more APCs, you know? And let's spend that money on people who could... Because just suppose... You know, you show up at, so, so there's a psycho guy, you know, screaming on the street Waving a gun around Yeah, that's, that's a job for a cop That's a job for a police officer Is there someone, uh, you know, barricaded in their dorm room Talking about killing themselves uh, That's probably not a job for a cop to deal with Like, the cop needs to be there to make sure everyone's okay But there should be someone there who's capable of dealing with this Because that's a, that's a person crying for help That's not the person crying for violence, you know? Should uh, should a cop have been called on George Floyd? I, I don't know. It was I don't know whether a cop was called on George Floyd. But should, a, should a police officer have interacted with George Floyd that day? Maybe. I mean, probably. Should that interaction have gone that way? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, does it go that way far too much? Of course. Now, there's many reasons why it's disproportionately uh, – Largely African-American people that face this kind of violence from police. It's not only African-American people that face this violence from police. Uh, All sorts of uh, different racism, white, black, Latino, Asian, they deal with police officers and these interactions don't go well uh, a lot of the time. Not a lot of time, but some of the time. Uh, But it is disproportionately largely, considering African-American people are I think about 15 to 20% of the population in the United States, maybe less. And they are... uh, very often the ones that are that are seeing the absolute worst side of the police force in this uh is it a racism issue it can be yeah for sure i think with some officers it definitely is there's no doubt that some officers are racist i mean it's it's clear that some officers are members of the clan or are affiliated with the clan um you know that's come out in some of the states even one of the police chiefs i believe um so is there racism yeah for sure there's racism um is it every officer that's racist? I don't think so. Is it a is it a, a societal uh, cultural issue? Uh, well, uh, like the culture of of I mean, if you look at if you don't give people any hope and you don't give people any opportunity and you don't give any people reason to believe they belong, if you treat a group of people like you know, hey, thanks for building the country, see ya, um, and then you don't give them the opportunities to live the same way with the same rights as the other people in the country, uh, you can't expect them to be all on board with your set of rules and your set of laws uh, when everything is set. I mean, if, if a society tells people they're not wanted for long enough, they can't then expect them to be just good citizens and do what's best for... No, they're going to do what's best for them to survive and I can't fucking blame them. So is that an issue? Yeah, there are definitely issues with uh, systemic... Um, uh, you know, disenfranchising of African-American people and minorities in the United States. And that is, and there's a lot of poverty. And that's one of the reasons the interactions with the police are higher. And then there's a lot of gang culture because of these things that exist in these environments. You know, it's like, like I said, it's belonging, it's family, it's it's opportunity sometimes. You know, I'm not gonna, there's, there's no opportunity for me to have any money. There's nowhere for me to go. There's a lot of social issues that lead to, how many interactions the police officers have with African American people in the United States? Um, there is no excuse for how many of these go south and end up with unnecessary arrests, unnecessary violence, and worse off, unnecessary deaths. You know, uh, it, it should be something that is a rare occasion. Police officers shot this person, police officers killed this person. It should be something that doesn't happen very much. I mean, it's obviously going to happen. Particularly in the United States, there's 330 million people. It's going to happen, all right? It's going to happen a lot. But it should much more – it should never be a case so clearly cut and dried of just a cop murdering someone and then still, you know, not enough gets done. Because, okay, that, maybe that one individual police officer gets punished if you're lucky. Maybe they do. But you know it's just going to happen again. And it does. And it does. And it does. And it does. Even after the George Floyd – the protest after George Floyd's death exploded – Uh, There were still cops like the next day getting busted for doing the same thing. Um, So there needs to be a very fundamental change with the relationship with governments, how they use police forces, how they fund police forces with police forces, how they how they deal with discipline inside their own ranks, how they deal with the training, how they deal with interactions. And there needs to be funding of social programs that will stop a lot of these interactions from happening or enable things to be de-escalated much more, much more Uh, Carefully and measured And allow police officers Not to be burdened with doing too many things You're asking too much Of a small group of people I think that that's part of the problem I think that that's one of the reasons they close ranks Is because it's like Well you don't know what it's like to be a cop I don't know what it's like to be a cop I don't know what it's like to be a cop But I know what it's like to be a citizen and a human And you're those things first You're a police officer as a job You're a human as a being That's what you should be. You should see other people you interact with as humans. And like I said, God knows, I don't know what it's like to be a police officer. And I can only imagine it's way harder than I even think it is. Um, And that's why I think they should be defunded so that the money should be spent, like not remove funding, but lower the funding so that the money that is left over can be spent on giving them the help they need to make sure everybody goes home. That's my thoughts on that. Defund the police is uh, is an interesting concept and movement. And I really hope it gains the traction it needs to make some uh, proper change. And, uh, you know, who knows if it will. But everything is so weird these days. Nobody knows what what the future holds. I just hope it holds uh, a little bit more brightness for everybody. Um, because we got to fix this environment shit too. So we can't be fighting over viruses. And we can't be killing each other in the streets. We can't be fighting over viruses. we got to start dealing with... You know you want to talk about an existential threat uh the Greenland ice sheet will never be replaced now to the way it was it's It's now gone for good now, you know you can argue about the reasons for that all you want uh I think i might I've made my position on that pretty clear um but the bottom line is uh, that shit's not gonna stop, so coronavirus is nothing compared to what's coming unless we get our shit together so yeah. Let's all work together and let's be friends. And speaking of being friends, uh, check me out on uh, my YouTube channel, The Citizen Strange. You can subscribe there. We're starting to get some decent stuff. Uh, we're we're gonna start hammering out some new videos and stuff soon. I've got a, a bunch of cool stuff coming up for that. Um, check out my mailing list. This is simonking.com dot com slash let me bother you. It's the let me bother you page. Sign up for the mailing list. Am I coming to your town? Probably not anytime soon because of the whole end of the world shit, but. When I am touring again, I'm hoping you'll come out and see me. I got some new jokes. I am thinking you're going to like it. It's been weird. I've been getting back into doing shows and kind of getting used to being on stage again. And it's a weird feeling. It's kind of neat. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like being, it's kind of like being brand new again. But the only difference is I do know I know what I'm doing. I just got to remember how to do what I'm doing. Um, yeah. And, uh, if you want to send me a letter, I didn't get one this week. That's why I had, I didn't read one. Um, but if you would send me a letter to, uh, www.skpodcast at gmail.com uh, I will read them and I uh, I will reply on the podcast I don't tend to reply on um, uh, on email unless it's something that's particularly something I can't talk about on the podcast but just send me your ideas that you want to talk about anything you want to discuss in a one way discussion with a guy just yelling at you while he files his nails I don't know if you, the mic's picking that up I guess that's probably going to drive you crazy if it is sorry i should have said it was something else well uh well i do difficult aerial maneuvers in my fighter jet right i wonder if you could do a podcast from a fighter jet that's a top gun theme guys anyone else over 40 all right um yeah follow me on twitter at wwsk podcast uh wwsk podcast and please like and review and subscribe tell your friends i'm here every week that's what's wrong this week